confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. And with belief, we are given the gift of righteousness. With the heart, we believe and receive righteousness. And with the mouth, we receive salvation. That's what those two verses talk about. So as soon as we are truly born again, we receive righteousness, the gift of righteousness, and salvation. Now that means the saving of our soul uh, in in respect to the way most people talk about it. Uh, the soul actually is your mind, will, and emotions, but your spirit is made new. That's the real you. And you are saved for eternity in God. You're reconnected with him. But it goes beyond that, and it goes into the area of uh, healing, uh, prosperity, restoration, deliverance, protection. Anywhere in your life where you could be saved, Jesus paid the price for you to be saved. And when we walk in righteousness and we believe and confess salvation, we can have it in any area. Isn't that great news? This is awesome. And a lot of people don't know that. Y'all know that, but a lot of people don't know that. They don't know that their salvation, when Jesus died on the cross, it paid for them to have salvation in all those areas. And so when people start finding out about that, they're like, what, really? For real? I can have that? Yes, you can. But the devil's done a good job of basically teaching people that they can't. Well, one day it'll get better in the sweet by and by. Right? And all of a sudden what they do is they put off all the promises of God unto the sweet by and by and they never walk in them here. And then the world looks at the believers and go, why would I want that? You know, they, we have that term broke, busted, and disgusted. And that's the way they're walking in. And, and the world's going, they know better than that. Somehow the church has talked themselves into it and it's not, it's incorrect. However... God does not want you walking, you know, as a billionaire if you don't have character. He'd rather you have character and excellence than he would you have that money. But if you can get the character and excellence, you can get that money too. He doesn't mind you having that. He just cares if it has you. So there's a lot of things that are to that. So, but we have to understand that when God saved us, he saved every portion of us, every bit, every area, every detail of our life. But how do we enter that? Through righteousness and confession. It's the same way you were born again. It's the same way you see salvation in any area of your life. So we've been talking about righteousness and the law of love. And what we've said about that is this. In righteousness, the law, what it has done is it says, do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. And so we've gone through life like, okay, I can do this, but I don't do that. Mm -mm, bad. I can do this, yay, and don't do this. Oh, bad. You know. And the, the problem is, how many people have done it all right? One, that's right. But none of us. And it says that if you go into the law and you try to uphold the law, but you're guilty in one area, in James chapter 2, verse 10, it says you're guilty of it all. So as soon as we try to operate, if you can imagine two ways of operating, one is by the righteousness of God 
and one or and the law of love, and one is by the law, the do's and don'ts. If we operate by the do's and don'ts, then automatically we already know we're guilty of it all. And so a lot of times we're walking through life trying to get the things that we need, trying to get our bills paid for, trying to get healthy, trying to walk in protection and restoration and deliverance, and we're trying to do it by being good. You know, I I told you the story the other week of somebody that's like had this major sickness come on them, and their, their testimony was, why is this happening? I've been a good person. I go to church. Which one are they operating in? The law, right. And over here, if you're not good in all of them, you're guilty of all. So they just pinpointed why this has happened. But over here, when we receive by faith the gift of righteousness and we operate by this system, which is the law of love, all of a sudden, this is the place where salvation can come. This is the place where healing can come. This is the place where provision is manifested in your life. This is the place where protection surrounds you. This is the place where I can receive restoration. This is the place where I can be in intimate fellowship with God. It's never going to happen over in the law. It's only going to happen when I operate by the law of love and in his righteousness. So the devil constantly comes up and he tries to get us to focus on our past and pull up things of the past that Jesus has already forgiven us for. Why? To get you off of the righteousness. A lot of times uh, we operate, have you ever, you ever seen in the uh, Old Testament where the Israelites uh, it's kind of like this, like if God was this way uh, and, and the Israelites were in a ditch and they'd be like, oh God, we love you. And they start walking towards God and then they start walking in the blessings of God and, and just give them a few years and they'd be, oh, and they'll go after Baal and everything else in the world and it, go completely directly away from God. Well, what's the fruit of that? Well, they're going to get in a ditch again. As soon as they get in a ditch, they walk, oh, God, we love you. And they come back, they get in, you know, God's good graces. All right? This is religious talk, just so you're keeping up with me. And then they, then they go back and head back towards the, wo- the world and the corruption. And then they go, oh, God. Oh, world, oh, God, oh, world. And they constantly were like, in blessing, out of blessing, in blessing, out of blessing, in blessing, out of blessing. Y'all never done that, have you? I know I have. So many times. Do you know why that is? You remember we've been talking about it's a payment. A lot of times we look at the things that we do good as a payment. Here's the question. If they were doing good things in the law of love, would it stop after they received God's blessing? Let me ask that one more time. When they were, if they were doing good things in the law of love, not as a payment, would those good things stop once they got to the place of blessing? 
You see, we think we're not guilty of this, but here's what will happen. We'll like, hey, man, I really need a job. All of a sudden, we show up for church every time the doors are open. You know, it's like, oh, man, I need, I need some promises. I need some healing. We'll go to every service they have, you know. And then as soon as we get healed, as soon as, soon as we get a job, we're like, all right, nice seeing y'all. You know, and they'll walk right back to the world. Is that a payment? Yeah. See, there's already been a payment. And you're never going to pay more. It's not how it works. I told you, God started saying to me, it's not a payment. You're, you're reading in the word, it's not a payment. Your worship, it's not, a, it's not a payment. It's either you love me or you don't love me. The law of love says, Lord, what do I need to do for you? What would you have me to do? That's the law of love. And believe in by faith that I'm righteous. This is walking in this area. In other words, I'm not walking by what I did or didn't do. I'm walking in the righteousness of God in Christ in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He made me righteous. I believe that. And so I'm able to receive his love. Now here's a whole other portion of it, but it is empowered by his love is, Lord, do I love you? And if I love you, then I'm going to do the right things because they're the right things. And I'm not going to stop. You're not going to see them go up and down and up and down. They're just going to go up. Why? Because it's right. Because that's what love does. See, the problem is, most of the time when we are walking towards God, we're walking that way because we need something. Because we're really making a payment. And, you know, God's not mocked whatever a man sows, he shall reap. So if he's doing good things, it's going to place him in a good place. But if his heart's not right, it's going to be really difficult for him to keep it. And so he'll just turn around and walk right out of it. It's when that person decides, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. God's just going to love me no matter what. Nobody can accuse me. Nobody can separate me from that love. I'm just loved by God, and he's going to love me forever. That person is now in the place to look at God and say, I am worthy of your love because you've made me that way. It opens us up to receive, but that has nothing to do with us giving back to God. That is a, a decision of our heart that says, now you've loved me, let that now empower me to love you. You gave me your life. Let me give you mine. And now love says, not just I'll love you for a while until I get something. It says, I'm going to love you forever. Well, it's an awesome thing, but I want you to think about that. Would somebody who's actually operating in the law of love and receiving righteousness stop doing good things or right things? No, they wouldn't. So if you see it in your life that you were doing good things for a while or maybe down the road you walk in and you start doing the right things, the right things, then all of a sudden you stop. Ask yourself, what was my motivation in the first place? What was my motivation? Was my motivation, you know, to make a payment somewhere deep down in the recesses of, of who I am, you know, in the recesses of my mind, in the recesses of my heart? What was I really trying to get? Because if I, if I know that it was a God thing and I stopped, why did I stop? What was my why? 
And you've got to come back to, I'm doing this because it's right. Because that's what love does. And there's times and seasons. And so it doesn't, you know, everything the Lord asks you to do, it doesn't last forever it, all the time. You know, there's times, there's seasons. And that can be right. Love can, love can start a thing. Love can stop a thing. It's at, it's at the obedience of God. But I'm talking about things that he's already told you to do. Why would we stop those? Generally because we're making a payment in some way. Let, let's look at this. Um, there, you know, two people with, imagine two people with problems. One enters the law. They do right for a while. They get the solution, maybe, because a lot of times if you're doing it as a payment, you're not strong enough to keep it up. The only way that you're really empowered to keep going is if you're doing it by love. So maybe they get to the solution. But as soon as they get the solution, they stop doing right and they re-enter the problems. And here's person number two. This is what we should be, living by the law of love. It lives by love and righteousness. They get the solution generally faster and stronger or bigger and better. They keep doing right in love. And it bring now they are empowered to bring solutions to the world to be the salt and the light. They keep getting stronger because they're moving in love, and in their life they stop burying talents, but use those talents and multiply them, and when they meet Jesus, they get well done, good and faithful servant. Which one needs to be us? We need to be that second person. We need to be the one that is motivated by the love of God. Lord, I love you. And because I love you, let that love, let it motivate every decision, every action. Let it motivate me. Here's five things that righteousness produces. Just in case you weren't motivated before, here's five things. When we start walking, and when I say righteousness, I'm not just talking about the things that you do. I'm talking about your belief on God that he has made me righteous. Here's five things. He, salvation, power, foundation and establishment, abundant supply, and all things added to you. In Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says this. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. Now, did that person all of a sudden do everything right and so God could stamp them with righteousness? No, 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 no. By belief, he received the righteousness of God that was in Christ. That's what Second Corinthians 5.21 says. By, by belief, it instantly, like no matter what you were doing, when I believed that God brought Jesus back to life, basically for me, instantly God came into your life and said, he's righteous. And he's not just stamped righteous. He made him a new creation, totally new person. The spirit man. I would have liked for this body man maybe to be a new person at times and but it was just the spear, man. You got to put the flesh down. You got to get it in line. I still got exercise. Dang it. 
But then he says he confesses with the mouth and takes us to salvation. And we focus on that verse for being an eternal salvation, for being, you know, reconnected with God. But this is the pattern for anything, any promise of God, any one of them. You find a promise in the word, here's the pattern to get it to manifest in your life. Believe that you're righteous through Christ and confess that promise. Make that, in other words, put Put actions to that faith. Believe that you're righteous. See, this is where people are missing, believing for healing and provision everywhere else. They don't know they're righteous. Then they try to confess the promise, but they're, they're so unrighteous in their head and in their thinking. Their mind is so warped and conformed by the world. And it says, hey, you've done this wrong. You've done this wrong. Do you remember when that happened? And the devil has just poured on the condemnation. And so when they go to ask God for something, something they're conscious like, mm, that ain't working. And so they don't receive any of the promises of God. But see, one of the gifts of righteousness is salvation in whatever area. Healing, provision, restoration, protection, deliverance, eternal life. Any of those areas, that's something that comes with the gift of righteousness. Number two is power, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17. It says here in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Remember, gospel means good news. For it is the power of God for salvation. The good news is the power of God to salvation. Remember, every time you read salvation, it's not just talking about eternal life. It is talking about eternal life, but wrapped up in eternal life is a lot of other stuff. A lot of other stuff. Basically, it just means it's the power of God to save you from any circumstance. But it begins and is empowered by reconnecting to the Father and his heart for you. That's that's what it is. So it says, look, this good news is for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek, verse 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith As it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. Now, this righteous, what he's showing you is, when we move into the gift of righteousness, what opens up? You go back to verse 16, it says the gospel is the power of God. In other words, righteousness opens up the power of God to you. People over here in this area and in this system trying to work by the law, they're not going to be, they might be able to uphold it for a little bit, but not much. And they're always going to, in the end, fail because they've missed it somewhere already. But over here, when they're walking by the law of love and in the gift of righteousness, power constantly flows in their life. And people are constantly wondering in the church, why don't I have power? It's tied to righteousness. It's tied to the law of love. We need to get this. We need The reason I tell you these things that the law of love and righteousness produces is we need to be motivated to learn more about righteousness, to get into it, to understand living by the law of love. Because if you're not walking in that area, here's the thing. You're not walking the way that Christ was talking about. 
what he paid for you to have. The third thing is foundation and establishment. Let's turn to Isaiah 54. And verse 14. Isaiah 54, 14. Says this. In righteousness. This is talking Isaiah prophesied. You know from the beginning of uh, creation basically all through Israel, all the way through Jesus, and now into the church. And right around this area, a few chapters before this, he started talking about the church, the New Testament church, you and me. And here's one of the things he said in verse 14, in righteousness you will be established. In the King James, can you put up the King James there in uh, verse 14? It says in the King James that in righteousness you'll have your foundation. Have you ever felt like your foundation in life has been shaky and wobbly and, man, something's just not strong? Something needs to be more strong? Well, this is something that tells us that we need the foundation and the establishing of God. And where is it found? Righteousness is one of the pillars of your foundation. Let me say that again. Righteousness, the gift of righteousness, is one of the pillars of your foundation of you being established. You need to understand the gift of righteousness. Why am I telling you all these things that righteousness produces? Because throughout this week, this is what I want you thinking about. I want you thinking, Lord, I want you meditating on the gift of righteousness and the law of love. Lord, I need to know more about it. I see that God's given it. I see that it's mine. You see, I can hear that. You, you can hear that today. You can amen it. But until you get a revelation of it on the inside of you, it's not empowered to go to work in your life. You can't live through my revelation. I can just tell you about it, but you've got to get a hold of it for yourself. You've got, I'm planning it in you now, but it's got to come to fruit inside of your heart. So all throughout the week, I want you going, Lord, tell me more about this gift of righteousness. Show me this gift of righteousness. Show me, Lord. Lord, I believe. I read the word there in, in the scriptures we've had before. Look, if you, if you weren't here for the ones before, go back to Love and Righteousness 1 and 2 on the website. Get the notes. Watch the videos. Get it inside of you that if you are born again, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. It's who you are. That's your identity. And if you're not born again, you can have that right now. Simply by that Romans 10, 9 and 10. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord. Make it real. Make it yours. Now all of a sudden you can walk in the gift of righteousness and have the promise of life. The righteous shall live and live in fullness to the full till it overflows by faith. Righteousness is our establishment. And then let's go to Jesus. You know, this is a big, if you look in uh, Matthew chapter 5, we call it the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, and, and Jesus really lays some stuff out, how to live. But you know what was a theme throughout that whole thing? You know what that message was about, really? Righteousness. 
righteousness. That was a message from Jesus on righteousness. You'll see it all through, through there. It was a, a message on walking in the law of love. He's saying basically what he's trying to get across to them is don't just do it because it's in the law. Do it because you love God. That's what he's saying to them. He says this in verse, uh, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. King James says they shall be filled. Filled, satisfied. You know what that word there means? Satisfied right there? Have you ever eaten to the point where you thought you were going to throw up? Anybody ever done that? Anybody ashamed to tell me? <laughs> like last night, we went to the Japanese place. Oh, my gosh. Nicole's like, I think this food swole when we got home. I'm like, it did. <laughs> it was good, though. It tasted awesome. Have you ever been at that? We weren't quite at this place, but we were, we were full. But it means to gorge. That word literally means to feel you beyond. Feel beyond. You're not just full, you're overflowing. That's what that means. But how do we get there? What's, what's the terms? What's the conditions? Is that somebody hunger and thirst for what? Righteousness. In other words, it, it's not just that they walk out the do's and the don'ts. It's that they go after God saying, Lord, show me your righteousness. Show me how I am righteous in you. Show me, Lord, let me get a revelation of, listen, it's not your righteousness. It's the righteousness that Jesus had. The righteousness of God that was in Christ. Lord, show me how righteous Jesus was because that's what I am now. That's what I am now as a believer. Lord, show me just how righteous he was. 33 years, not one stumble, not one wrong thought had to put the flesh down, but he put it down just right, spotless lamb. Not one bad thing, not one sin, completely righteous. And then he said, that's the righteousness I call you. See, we need to hunger and thirst for that kind of revelation about Jesus, which is now about us. But you know what? Those words right there, hunger and thirst, that doesn't really do them justice. Because in the original language, that hunger and thirst means that you're starving. That you're starving. The thirst means that I'm, I'm at complete dehydration. So here's the question. It's not just like, oh... It's noontime. I sure am hungry. I could, I could eat now. No, no, no. It's not I could eat. It's like, get me something to eat now. You know, that's the way we're supposed to be. That's the way. And we talked about it on Wednesday, that it's like a baby as a newborn babe desires the sincere milk of the word in First Peter chapter 2. This is the way hunger and thirst for righteousness should be in us. And when we get to that place, 
we'll be filled, we'll be satisfied. In other words, we've been walking over here in this system of the do's and the do nots, the law, but all of a sudden, when we hunger like a starving man hungers, like a newborn baby cries out for milk, and we're thirsty like we haven't had a drink in days, and we thirst and hunger for righteousness, Lord, I want your righteousness, I am your righteousness through Christ, teach me about your righteousness, we start walking over here God says then you'll be filled we need to see what's in that righteousness and we need to walk in the production of it but it's up to us to be hungry it's up to us to be thirsty see what we've done you remember one of the statements that uh, Jim Hockaday talked about he said uh, people are good with having bad as long as in their mind the good outweighs the bad just a little See, we're over here in the law and the do's and the do nots and we got this mediocre life, but it, it, we're getting by. And so we find a place of settling. We find a place where we don't put our flesh down anymore. We just enjoy the comforts of the world. And, and in Mark chapter 4, it puts it like this. We're entangled by the cares of the world and all of a sudden our hunger and our thirst for righteousness kind of dwindles into the cares of the world and we don't hunger and thirst for it anymore and therefore we're not walking in the overwhelming overflowing supply of the life of God we're walking in mediocre and this is what the world's going why would I want that see just if for nothing else alone we ought to our love for God our the law of love ought to Push us out of mediocrity, out of just a, a little bit above average, simply so that we could be a better witness. Even more, you know, you would think that if we saw that and we truly believed the promises of God, we'd go after it. But the devil does such a good job, the devil and your flesh, at saying, ah, oh, just sit here. Don't go after God. You're fine, your bills are paid, or if they're not paid, it's like, you know, still go do what you've been doing, you like that. That's fun. That's comfortable. Now, we got to put our flesh down. As a newborn babe, cry for the sincere milk of the word. And, and we, as a hungry, starving man, we got to hunger for the gift of righteousness. As somebody who's completely dehydrated, about to die from lack of water, we got to thirst for that righteousness. And thirst and hunger to walk in the ways of Christ so that we can walk like Christ. The last thing I've got written down, there's lots of stuff, but is that in Matthew 6, 33, this is coming to the end of the same sermon. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All what things? We just got through listing a whole bunch of stuff, physical, material things, pertaining to your life here on this earth not just in the great by and by here on this earth and he says if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these things will be given to you they'll all be added to you 
In other words, we've been over here like struggling and scratching and toiling for all these things. And God's saying, if you'll just put your eyes on the kingdom and focus on building the kingdom and put your eyes on the righteousness of God, that stuff will be added to you. And once we get that, we'll be, duh, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did that for years. And yet, some of you have seen that and realized that, and this has become revelation to you. But I don't think that we as a body have fully grabbed a hold of the gift of righteousness in here. And the focus that we're doing this not because it's right to do or it's wrong to do. We're doing this because we love God. So many things we've done or haven't done because God says no or God says yes. But the real reason we need to do it is because, God, I love you. Let me serve you. Let me love you. And then that law of love will draw us beyond the point and we will not only receive the things and the promises of God, but we will keep them, grow in them, multiply in them. This is what righteousness can do. Just a few things, and it really encompasses everything. 